the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Dr. Joseph A. Mills, Jr. from Agape MC Ministries of Elitaria, Virginia. Thank you for tuning in to our Reigning in Life Through Faith radio broadcast. I pray that today's message will truly be a blessing to you. Welcome, Reigning in Life Through Faith family, to another exciting broadcast. I am Dr. Renee Mills. And I'm Pastor Jerome Mills. You know, we here at Agape Embassy Ministries were so blessed to have Dr. Mills as our shepherd, and he has truly been missed. But the strong foundation through the Word of God he has laid here at the embassy and in the lives of those of you who tune into the broadcast is evident. We just wanted to stop and say thank you for your continued support of this awesome radio broadcast. So, if you're ever in the Alexandria, Virginia area, come and stop by the embassy for one of our weekly services. We just wanted to say we love you and we hope to see you soon. Enjoy this powerful series from Dr. Mills entitled, Spiritual Authority, Gifts. All right, now we've been talking about the gifts of of, uh, of God, we're talking about, well, we're actually we're talking about the body of Christ, which we are the gifts in that body. And uh, we got to the point last week where we were looking at uh, what makes these gifts work more proficiently, more effectively. We got to where we were looking at chapter 13. And I did a teaching, uh, uh, I don't know how many years ago now, on love. But love is the key to us operating in the spiritual authority that we uh, know that we should be working in, operating in. It's, It's love. Love is the power of God. That uh, that just I mean the whole world is whole is held together by the word of God, but because of His love, we often uh, you know everybody you know learn John three sixteen for God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever would believe would have everlasting life. And I don't know that um, we we um, 
try to cultivate that seed of love that has been placed in our hearts because the word of God says that the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart. Um, that's a seed that has to be developed in us. Amen. And, um, there's one thing that, uh, that I realized, you know, last week we were over at spirit of faith, spirit of faith, it's 20 was uh, celebrating that 25 years. It's a bunch of us that, uh, God, uh, called into the ministry the same year, basically. And, um, we got 25 years and, and, um, there was something that was said, not that I haven't heard it before, um, but it just registered different. Um, a couple of things that were said that was registered different. And I want us to really uh, get this um, because I believe that our love for one another is dependent on whether or not we're around um, judging one another. Um, see, if, if if I'm in love, if I love you, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to judge you for anything that you do, but I've got to know what God knows. And I think we don't know what God knows. And that's why we judge one another. Are y'all with me? I'm going to, I'm going to say something, um, that, um, that we should know. But we, we go back into, we, we, we bring this world condition back in. I think the world is the way that it is, basically, because the church don't know the love of God. Yeah. We know that, right? Yeah. I want to say something. I'm going to say something, boy, that's going to really, um, it's going to help a whole, of you, a whole lot of you all out. <clears throat> there isn't anything that you can do that God would stop loving you. I want, I want you to get this. I want you to get this. I want you to understand that there is not a sin that you can do. I don't care past, present, or future that you have not been forgiven for. There ain't nothing you can do that can change God's mind about you. And a lot of us don't know that because we'll see somebody sinning and we want to judge them because of what they do. Not understanding that God has already forgiven I don't care what you do. I don't care what you did last night. I don't care what you did this morning. I don't care what you do right now. I don't care what you do after this. God is not moved by any sin that you do. Amen. Big hush over the place. Because Jesus has already paid the price. 
Now, a lot of us can't understand this because we think that people have to be judged because of what they did. And God has already judged the, your sin because Jesus hung on the cross. And your sin was judged when Jesus hung on the cross. I don't care whether it's past, present, or future. Thank you, Lord. That doesn't mean that you don't sin. It's just that as far as God is concerned, God is not judging you based on your sin. He judges you based on the price that was paid for your sin. That is the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus has already taken care of any sin that you can commit. And when you stop judging you and others for what they're doing, you're going to be, to love, be able to love them unconditionally. And that's our biggest, our biggest challenge is loving unconditionally. We want to love people on condition when God doesn't love you on condition. I don't care what you do. God will continue to love you. <clears throat> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what you do. Those people out there in the world, God has paid the price for them. That's right. And so when you judge them, see, you can't judge anybody and say you love. I uh, I realized I was, <clears throat> I was talking to first lady and I said <clears throat> I said because in the <clears throat> well when it hit me and I'm like okay when there's something is something is still wrong something's still wrong something's still wrong I realize God doesn't judge but there is consequences. So I'm not giving you a license to go out here and sin. Just because God doesn't judge your sin. You know, you got to know you have an enemy who will take advantage of you as a result of sin. Can you understand what I'm saying? See, God is not judging you. Oh, you see if y'all get this, you understand. Oh, you gonna be, you gonna you. Oh, this gonna set you free. This said some of y'all who thought y'all were Christians, it's gonna set you free. Really free, really free. You understand what I'm saying? God is not judging you based upon your sin. Who did I say? 
I said, God is not judging you based on your sin. God is not judging you. Because Jesus paid the price. Are you hearing me? Okay. The word of God says we have an adversary. We have an enemy who walks around as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Well, I guess I better show something because some of y'all may not even know where it is. And you may not. Okay, let me open up the Bible. Let's go to Second Corinthians. Um, no, First Corinthians. I mean, First Corinthians. First Peter. Five. And um, let's just, let's just. Well, let's, I'll start reading where the sentence begins at verse six, and then we'll look down through this. Okay, y'all with me? Okay, all right. I was wondering why God wasn't really talking to me last night. Because he done put all this in me. And he's going to bring it out today. Watch this. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God and he, that he may exalt you in due time. Who's going to exalt you? God's going to exalt you. Not based upon your works, but Jesus' works. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Casting all your care upon him. Why? Because he cares for you. He's going to exalt you in due time. You just cast your care on him. Just cast your care on him. All right, Lord, this is all yours. Okay? I'm looking for you. You know, you direct me. You lead me. You guide me. But I'm, I'm giving this to you. This is yours. The bills, you understand? Hey, bill came on. His, hey, Lord, this is yours. I'm, you know, you're my source of supply. Come on. I'm going to throw this on you, Lord. Hey, I'm just, what, 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 whatever you want me to do, I, I'll do it. But hey, I'm casting my care on you. Come on. Are you all understanding what I'm saying? See? And, and see, what the devil would do is say, you know what you did last night. And you just remind him. I'm redeemed by the blood of Christ. Get back, devil. Get back. Amen. Are you with me? Watch this now. But you need to understand this. Because you, you leave a door open for him to put or deceive you. He can't put nothing on you. He can deceive you in making mistakes. Are y'all with me? And then when he says, he says, um, be sober, be vigilant, verse 8. Because your adversary, because what? You have an adversary. The devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith. In other words, I got to take God's word and, and be able to resist him. <clears throat> I can't, if, I'm, if I don't believe God's word, I can't resist the devil. I got to resist him by believing God's word. Hey, WABA family. Thanks again for tuning in to the Reigning in Life Through Faith broadcast. 
As always, Dr. Mills gave an impressive word today on spiritual authority gifts. In his message today, he spoke a little about judging others and how God's love has saved us and made us righteous, regardless of what past, present, or future sins we may commit. I want to spend a little time touching on each of these topics in the time that we have left together. When you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you instantaneously become righteous. That means you're in right standing with God. This righteousness cannot be earned or rewarded by men, only by God. Under the Mosaic law, the law given to Moses by God, there were actually 613 commandments that needed to be followed that would cause a person to actually become righteous. It's virtually impossible for any man born into this earth to keep all 613. But thank God for Jesus, who completely fulfilled the law. Jesus lived a perfect life, fulfilled the moral laws, and by his sacrificial death, fulfilled the ceremonial laws as well. He came to fulfill the old covenant and establish the new covenant. This new covenant is a covenant of grace with even better promises than the old covenant. So when we accept the finished work of Jesus, we are then in right standing with God. We are indeed free in Jesus, but our freedom is not an excuse to do evil. Let's take a look at 1 Peter, the second chapter in verse 16 in the NLT. And the scripture says, for you are free, yet you are God's slaves. So don't use your freedom as an excuse to do evil. Just as Dr. Mill said in his message earlier, your actions do have consequences. But your actions are not the determining factor of your right standing with God. When you can believe that and get that into your heart, you will live righteously. There's no need to try to become what God said you already are. Sin consciousness makes our faith of no effect. If you have a bad self-image, your guilt can cause you not to receive all that God has for you. Whether you sin or not is not the basis for you being made right with God. This is one of the main reasons why we should not judge others based on what it seems like they're doing. That would be the wrong way to judge others. But there are both right and wrong ways to judge others. And distinguishing the difference between that is also what I want to focus on. The phrase no judgment zone seems to be a popular thing for people to say in today's society. We live in a world that strives to promote the idea of tolerance, whether it involves religion, behavior, or human sexuality. Built into this tolerance is the concept that truth is determined by each individual and not by God. This has led many people to believe that making judgments on anyone is wrong because after all, the Bible says judge not in Matthew the seventh chapter verse one. The idea of judging people needs to be addressed as it relates to the two types of people who live in this world, the unbeliever and the believer. The methods are different when dealing with these two groups, but the goal should always be reconciliation. Unbelievers need to know Christ and be reconciled to him. And believers need to grow in Christ and become reconciled to each other. It's real easy to get confused when we hear that we're not supposed to judge others. But then at the same time, we have to discern and judge what the truth is. So first, let's look at the wrong way to judge others. When we judge negatively, we often intend malice while slandering another person. Take a look at Romans, the 14th chapter in verse 4 in the Passion Translation. And it says, who do you think you are to sit in judgment of someone else's household servant? His own master is the one to evaluate whether he succeeds or fails. 
and God's servants will succeed for God's power supports them and enables them to stand. So what right do you have to judge your neighbor in a criticizing way? Our choice to criticize will cause severe damage in our own lives. Ridiculing others exposes us to the judgment of God. We actually bring more suffering on ourselves by our complaints against one another than we might be aware of. Having a critical spirit steals our joy and peace. When we judge others' sin, it magnifies our sin in God's eyes and makes us vulnerable to hatred. We're actually planting seeds of unforgiveness and condemnation that take root in our hearts and minds. It places us in opposition to God. Judging and accusing people in this way is what Satan does, and we certainly don't want to align ourselves with him. So, what's the right way to judge others? Before we can even get into that, I want to admonish you to clean yourself up first. So let's look at Matthew, the seventh chapter, and begin reading at verse three in the NIV. And it says, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye. And then you'll see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. What Jesus is ultimately teaching the believer when he's asking, why are we paying attention to the speck of sawdust in our brother's eye when we have a plank in our own eye? Is that if we haven't ourselves repented from our own sins, then we're in no place to tell others how sinful they're acting. So now, once we actually do that, we are to judge the sin and not condemn the person. Believers are not called to condemn others, but we're also not to ignore sin. So that means if we are to judge others, we have to do it in a biblical way. John, the eighth chapter, has a perfect example of this where a woman is caught in the act of adultery. Her accusers came to Jesus saying that the law of Moses commands us to put her to death. What do you say we should do? They were actually trying to test Jesus with this question. But he replied, the person who is without sin may cast the first stone. By saying this, Jesus assured the woman that she is not under condemnation. Then he tells her to go and live your life without sin. The end result and the goal in mind should always be repentance and reconciliation, not condemnation. God commands believers to point out the truth in hope and with Christ-like compassion, bring repentance and restoration to the situation. Amen. I just want to conclude our time today by saying believers are called to judge righteously and judging between right and wrong is something we do every day. It's God's word that makes judgment on morality and truth and not our own opinions or theories. Keeping in step with God should be more important to us than tolerating actions and behaviors that go against his will. Again, Thank you for tuning in to today's Reigning in Life Through Faith message. I pray that you receive something that will change your life. If you'd like to give to the ministry in response to our broadcast, visit agapeembassy.org. And we'll see you next week. To receive your gift of today's message on CD, simply send your donation of no less than $10 in the form of a check or money order to Agape Embassy Ministries. 5775 Barclay Drive, Suite 7, Alexandria, Virginia, 22315. Visit us on the web at 
www.agapeembassy.org. Dr. Mills invites you to listen to the broadcast for more Reigning in Life Through Faith. Join us for our Sunday morning encounters at 9.30 a.m. and Wednesday evening Bible study at 7.30 p.m. We are located at 5775 Barclay Drive in Alexandria, Virginia. Or give us a call at 703-971-7202. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com salemnow.com